Welcome, everyone, to the Full Life Podcast by Grace Church, where we hope to inspire, challenge, and clarify your next steps in faith. I'm David Lawson, and today we are continuing our series on songs that can steal your Christmas. This series of podcasts grew out of a sermon series at Grace Church called Christmas Playlist, where we are using Christmas carols to illustrate some of the great truths surrounding the birth of Jesus. If you haven't listened to any of the messages yet in this series, I encourage you to go to worcestergrace.org, that's W-O-O-S-T-E-R grace.org, and listen in. I know that they'll encourage you, and they'll help provide you with some practical help on your own spiritual journey, and because of the season, I trust that they will help you celebrate Christmas in a more fulfilled and meaningful way. And today, I have Bob Federhoff with me. Bob has been on our podcast before, taking talking uh, with us about uh, theology on the end times. If you happen to miss any of those, I encourage you to look those up and listen, because I believe they will help you take your next steps toward the full life that God has for you. But today, Bob's going to help us look at some popular Christmas songs that can steal our Christmas, if we're not careful. Welcome, Bob. Great to have you with us again. Uh, Why don't you take a moment to reintroduce yourself and your family? Thanks, Dave. Um, Roxanne and I have been married for almost 46 years now, and uh, we are the proud parents of two daughters, Kristen and Kara, who are both married. We have six grandchildren who are between the ages of uh, 10 and 1, and uh, it's been a privilege to be a part of the pastoral team at Grace Church in Worcester for uh, what will be 42 years Mm. in just a few weeks. Mm. Currently, my role at the church is uh, pastor of development, and some people ask me what that means. Um, simply, I would say that it involves uh, four major areas. I, I work especially in the area of stewardship and uh, leadership development. I do um, a good bit of teaching still in some of our groups, and then I also have a lot of uh, pastoral care responsibility, caring for people who lose loved ones and so forth. Well, with grandkids those ages, Christmas is going to be fun yep. for you this year, for sure. Absolutely. Well, last week we talked about the fact that many of our popular Christmas songs today are about relationships, particularly romantic relationships. And Billy Starkey was with us, and he helped us understand that Christmas really is, it is about relationships, but primarily it's about life's most important relationship, a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, that if we get that relationship right, it actually helps us with our other relationships where we seek to be loved and known and to be celebrated. Now, today we're talking about a different topic altogether. We're talking about how so much of Christmas is about the feels and uh, how there's so much pressure, Bob, to get the feels right or else we think that we've missed out on one of the most important things about Christmas if we just don't get the feeling right. But before we get started in all of that and looking at some of these songs, won't you tell us what your favorite Christmas song is? Well, Dave, I'm I'm a romantic at heart, so my favorite uh, my favorite song would be something like uh, "I'll Have a Blue Christmas Without You," or <laughs> or maybe "All I Want for Christmas Is You." I can't get away from that song. No, I, You're I, so <laughs> sentimental. Mercy. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I I hear those songs all the time. You can't avoid them yeah. going in the stores. But yeah. probably my favorite uh, my favorite Christmas song, at least songs that are associated with Christmas season, would either be "Oh Holy Night," which mm. would be uh, High on the list. I'm, mm-hmm. I imagine I've heard that song at mm-hmm. least a thousand times in many different settings in my lifetime by all kinds of different artists and in church services or walking into a store, wherever. 
I, I love that song, and it's a beautiful rendition of of um, the true meaning of Christmas. And uh, I've started to do something recently in the last few years that's kind of become a Christmas tradition for me, and it probably for is is for Roxanne as well, but uh, especially for me. I usually spend well, one evening um, in our home when it's quiet before all the grandkids are there, um, and I turn the lights down kind of low. Maybe we have a fire going, maybe not, um, but I listen to the whole Messiah mm. just during one evening mm. because that incredible piece of music captures the entire story of the Bible in musical form. Mm. It takes um, you know several hours, a couple hours at least, to listen to it, and uh, but it's it it's just become a part of the sort of the tradition of our family and, and my life, and it's mm. something that's very meaningful to me. Yeah, magnificent song, known the world over. Yeah. I heard like it took, him, it took him 24 days like to write that whole thing, yeah. and it's yeah. just amazing piece of uh, work for sure, and everybody recognizes it and appreciates it. Well, um, I want to remind everyone that uh, we're doing this series um, because if we're not careful, some of the expectations about what makes Christmas Christmas can be influenced by the songs that we hear and we sing. And it seems like the Christmas season starts in October. Yep. <laughs> so it's For like sure. we hear them over and over and over again. And uh, I want to be clear about this. Our, our, our point is not to diss these songs. These are, it's okay to like these songs. I like a lot of these songs myself. But on the other hand, if we can avoid being influenced by them, that the, this is the message of Christmas, uh, we'll be a lot better off. And uh, if we go beyond the face value of these songs, then uh, it's going to bring some tension to our lives and bring a lot of disappointment in many cases. So uh, I'm sure you've seen that before. Yeah, it's really true. And in, in fact, uh, I, I'm not sure we, we can ever get away at, uh, completely from the influence because they're mm. just everywhere true, uh, true. when you walk into a store. But maybe it's the control we want right. to avoid, the control Good in our word. thinking yeah. and so forth. Um, and, the, and we do feel a lot of pressure at this season of the year to kind of get it right, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to get the right tree or to get the right gifts or mm-hmm. to get the right food or to get the right decorations. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, I, I, it's easy to feel like everywhere we turn, we have to get it right. Yeah. And if we don't get yeah. it right, we've messed up everything. Yeah, we got to create this perfect environment <laughs> yeah, for our family exactly. and for us and all that kind of stuff. Now, there are a couple of songs out there, actually more than a couple, uh, that make it seem like that if you're not getting all the feels, then you're not doing Christmas right. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple of these songs. I've got one in mind. That I want to, so I want to start with one that I have in mind, if that's okay, because it's my least favorite song, <laughs> probably my least favorite song, period, uh, but particularly at Christmas. Um, and I don't know if it's one you're thinking of or not. Well, I'm guessing it might be, but let's uh, let's compare well, notes a little bit. Well, it's an old one, and yeah. uh, it's by a great artist. Actually, I just don't like the song for some reason. <laughs> I don't I don't know that I can put my finger on it. But if it comes up on a playlist, I skip it. <laughs> if it comes up on the radio, I change the station or I turn it off. If I'm in the unfortunate circumstance of being in a store and restaurant and having to listen to it, I just I'm just doomed. Or I have to talk louder or something. You, you can't get away from it. All no, right, I I, you, you got me hooked. What okay. is it? Well, it's got such a presumptuous name, <laughs> the 
Christmas song. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's the Christmas song of Christmas songs. It, it, it's almost like uh, uh, saying that it embodies everything that a Christmas song and what Christmas should be. And I just, I just don't like it. There's not anything about it. I don't like. As soon as the whole the lyrics, as soon as I hear chestnuts roasting, I'm done. I just, I can't do it anymore. Uh, but there's no rationale behind it. But anyway, that that's one that I just, uh, that's all about the feels for sure. Well, that's really funny because I was just thinking about this the other day. We have uh, plans for Christmas this year for our family. And uh, our grandkids are going to get together with uh, their parents, of course, and with us. And uh, my mother-in-law is going to join us. And there's a phrase in that song <laughs> I know what it is. that actually says, now I'm offering this simple phrase for kids from 1 to 92. We're going to have gonna... that in our house. <laughs> sure enough. Well, there you go. I'll let you sing, I'll let you sing and listen to that song in your gathering if you want. Yeah. Um, anything else about that song you want to talk? But it, it is. It's just all about. It's all about what Christmas should be, yeah. right? That's yeah, what that's that's the idea. Well, yeah. I'm not so sure that there's more in that song we need to talk about, but you know, there are other songs that are out there that you just kind of wonder, boy, where's the where's where's the essence of this song anyway? I mean, it, it, it's there's a lot of fluff and no, not a whole lot of truth. For instance, there's a song that is called "Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays." I think by NSYNC, right? NSYNC, yeah, Bob, look that? at you. <laughs> Look at you on the pop charts. At a boy, good job. Well, yeah, I, I, I had to look up some of these words to be real honest. <laughs> but uh, sure enough, here's the here's the real depth of this song. Okay, ooh ooh ooh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Okay, we got that right. Yeah, we've been waiting all year for this night, and the snow is glistening on the trees outside, and all the stockings are are hung by the fireside waiting for Santa to rise. Oh, all that sounds kind of familiar. All the love will show because everybody knows it's Christmas time. All the kids will see the gifts under the tree. It's the best time of the year for the family. It's a wonderful feeling. Feel the love in the room from the floor to the ceiling. It's that time of year. Christmas time is here. It's all about feeling, right? Yeah, all about feeling. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And uh, if I don't, again, if I don't get, I've got to be happy at Christmas. Yep. I've got to have yep. these things going on at Christmas, or it's not, or it's not Christmas, or I'm not doing it right. Whatever the case is, you got another one in mind? Well, I, maybe um, the song that comes to my mind is uh, all about the, you know, the the dream of somebody who wrote, "I'll be home oh, yeah. for Christmas." There's yeah. one. That uh, you know, kind of sucked me in. I think the first time I heard it because it talks about all these things the guy's looking forward to, and uh, the last phrase of the song says, mm-hmm. "I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams." Yeah, and I thought, boy, that's a real letdown because <laughs> there's a guy. It's very. It ends up being a very melancholy feel to the whole song, and mm-hmm. it it, it kind of creates this damper to mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. to the uh, ambiance of what's been talked about. So. Anyway, those are some songs that come to well, mind. Well, that is kind of interesting about Christmas because sometimes it's all about being happy, and then it's all about being introspective. Yeah, you know, and uh, you much. kind of have these uh, these uh, waves of emotions that are kind of emotional involved, swings yeah, from exactly. one end to the other. It's true. Exactly. Well, then there's the other one out there. I'll just mention White Christmas is out there, yeah. and you almost yeah. feel like you know when Bing sings that song. If it doesn't snow on Christmas, then you've been kind of been robbed of your Christmas. <laughs> But I'm sure he wasn't shoveling his driveway like the rest of us have. Um, but anyway, it's one of those things. That everybody likes to see snow. I just had some conversations this past week where someone said, well, if it just snowed a little bit, just kind of clean things up, you know, just cover the, the grass, it would be great. 
And uh, let the record show it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just not at the right time. It needs that's to be right. at Christmas. That's, that's for right. sure. Uh, well, we could go on and on with more songs about the feels of Christmas because uh, uh, everybody wants to have that magic feeling at Christmas. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that Christmassy feeling. We've already talked about mm-hmm. that. Uh, nothing wrong with it at all. Um, but when we make it all about the feels, and then if those don't come through, then it gets really disappointing and it gets stressful because then we try to create it more because um, uh, we can begin thinking that there's something wrong with us or that we feel the pressure to create it for ourselves or for our families. Uh, that's just that's a part of the holidays I think that people just don't like. Yeah, that's really true. Uh, we've talked a little bit about that already, but we. It's so easy either to put pressure on ourselves that, to make it feel like we have to perform mm, mm. in order for Christmas to be all it should be, mm. or we allow others to pressure us, most notably retailers, right? Yeah, you know, right. if you're going to have a good Christmas, you got to have this, you got to have that, you got to right. give this present or whatever. So we, it's easy to fall into one of those two traps. Either we put pressure on ourselves or we allow others to put the pressure on that we have to do something yeah, yeah. in a certain way. So what advice do you have for us to kind of focus our mm-hmm. thoughts and our settle our hearts on uh, what Christmas really should be? What should be the focus of Christmas for us? Well, let me say, first of all, that uh, the, walking this line is a line that I'll probably learn to walk the rest of my life. I don't mm-hmm. think I've arrived mm-hmm. by any means mm-hmm. when I talk about this because— I enjoy a lot of the ambiance of the season, the beautiful decorations and the music and all that goes with it. Certainly enjoy being with with our family and um, very much appreciate and enjoy the services that we're able to have at church. And all those kinds of things are important. And uh, But I think in order to avoid the traps that are a part of the holiday and the pressure that goes with those traps, I think it's important to— to at least maintain a, fo- a focus on the truth of Christmas, the mm. essence of Christmas. Mm. Christmas is actually centered and anchored in one singular truth. It's this. God gave us the greatest gift mm. ever. Mm. It came in the person of Jesus. And when Jesus came to this earth, he, through his death on a cross 2,000 years ago, offered to us a relationship with himself that will last for eternity. Mm. Scripture calls that the gift of eternal life. Mm. Paul summarized all of that when he wrote just a few simple words in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Thanks be to God Mm. for his indescribable Mm. gift. Yeah. Wow. Now, that's a theme, really, isn't it, to, uh, to maintain in our thinking for this entire season if we hope to maintain a sense of balance and perspective on all that's happening around us. Now, the interesting thing is, of course, that that concept that God gave us this great gift isn't just mentioned here. It's mentioned in one of the most familiar verses in Romans, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. He said in Ephesians 2.8 and 9, it is by grace you're saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any one of us should boast. So the theme that really ought to capture the essence of the season for us is this. God gave us the gift of a relationship with himself mm. through Christ. Mm. 
Amen. You know, what I like about that, there's a couple things I like about that, is that uh, truth is a gift. Amen. Uh, Jesus was provided as a gift for us from our Heavenly Father who gives us good gifts. I I love that concept. And it really just brings so much clarity to what should be settling our hearts and minds at this time Mm -hmm. of the year. The second thing that occurred to me when you were talking to us about that is this. The most significant Christmas, which was the first one, had a whole different ambiance to it. I mean, you're talking about a baby being born in a barn, uh, put into probably a stone manger, a stone feeding trough with hay and all the smells that goes along with a barn, uh, people showing up and interrupting (laughs) this intimate moment that's going on. Uh, because the angels have proclaimed this good news, and the shepherds are showing up, and other people are showing. I mean, you want to talk about anything, something that's far 180 degrees difference from what we try to manufacture. Maybe that's one of the reasons there's so much tension because we're trying to manufacture something that really isn't Christmas. I, I at think all. you're right. I think you're right. I, it, we've really sanitized, haven't we? The uh, yeah. original yeah. story of the first Christmas. Mm. We don't. We don't even think about. Uh, Many of the things that you just mentioned, it's a, it's, it's far fetched from that. Now, along that same line, you know, as I think about maintaining a focus that helps us main, uh, maintain our equilibrium, so to speak, our mm. spiritual equilibrium mm. at this season of the year, I think about an old um, sequence that I was taught a long time ago. Um, if if we allow our lives to be founded and shaped by our feelings. Mm that then determine our action, mm-hmm. we're headed for trouble. Mm. But if we can focus on what are facts that then determine our actions, the mm. right feelings yes. will then follow. Yes. If we get that order reversed, we're in trouble. Great observation. Good advice for this time of the year, for sure. When, when feelings tend to get into the lead, yeah. uh, we need the fact and the truth about Jesus to be in the lead and then if those other things come along, that's fine. If not, uh, we get to celebrate the most important thing ever. That's really helpful, Bob. You know, feelings are so uncertain. Uh, they often have no anchor. Yep. They can ultimately make us feel empty. Our feelings can make us feel empty <laughs> at times, um, especially uh, with our, um, when our expected feelings aren't realized, you know, when they don't come to pass. So... We don't have to roast chestnuts, right, <laughs> on an open fire. I hope not. Uh, we don't have to have snow uh, to fall on the ground, or we don't have to manufacture feelings. Uh, what you've reminded us here is just so helpful. Uh, we need to focus on this indescribable gift Amen. that God has given us to the person of Jesus Christ. Well, um, of course, Bob, you know that we, we're, we're big here at Grace about helping people take their next step. Uh, we believe that any time that someone hears the truth um, of Scripture, hears truth from the Lord, is exposed to that, reads it, hears it, whatever the case might be, that we have a response in our own hearts to take another step in our own faith journey. If you were to advise us about a next step that we should be taking this Christmas based on what we've talked about, what would it be? Well, I can think of two. They're very simple. Um One uh, is a step that maybe many people would already take. If you don't read the Christmas story for Mm. yourself and for your family, 
hmm. at Christmas, then you're missing <laughs> you're missing the right. heart of this. Right. Um, I'd encourage everybody at some point to get alone with your Bible hmm. and just read Luke two one through twenty for hmm. yourself, hmm. and then do it with your family some evening when it's uh, a, a bit settled. Then it's hmm. tough to find an evening like that, right. but do it anyway. Um, just read that with your family. Hmm. That'd be one thing. And then a second suggestion, why not memorize this great verse in 2 Corinthians? Mm. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Eight words. 2 Corinthians 9.15. What a great theme to keep in mind for Christmas itself. It's the truth. It's the heart. It's the essence of Christmas. Amen. Great advice. And what I love about that verse, too, is it's an expression of gratitude yes. for that truth, which yes. is very helpful at this time of the year. Yes. Well, thank you, Bob. And uh, I hope uh, all of us will be taking that advice uh, that Bob has passed on to us and that it'll help settle your Christmas and give you peace in your heart. Well, I trust our time together has been indeed helpful for you. I'm glad you could join us today. And I trust that in some way, your faith has been strengthened and that you are better prepared for the faith journey that God has for you, especially during this Christmas season when so much of that can be pushed to the back burner in all of our lives. And don't forget that next week, we'll be looking at other songs that can steal your Christmas if you're not careful. And we'll be talking about another major trap that can steal our joy. So many people can fall victim to it every single year. And if you missed uh, last week's podcast on the expectation of our relationships, just go ahead and check that out. Well, remember that Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. My prayer for you is that you would pursue the full life God has for you. 